Jim Taddy, Warren Ward, eventually Josh Lewenberg, and we're pleased to have Javon Shepard hang around to go over this. And, and Javon, just in, in simple terms, uh, you know, you have to really stay with the Celtics all the way through. It was it was I think it was just a marvelous second half by the Raptors, but the uh, the the hole they dug themselves into in the second quarter, I guess, proved to be too much. What was your take on that? Well, I, I think you look over at this Boston team, and without Tatum, without Horford, without you know a number of the guys that they've been missing that they were missing, you think, okay, it's going to be an easier night. And this is a good basketball team, top to bottom. So even when their reserves are playing significant minutes, this is still a quality team. And I think that the Raptors may have gone into this and overlooked it. And just, you know, it's a tough game for them. When you look at the Fred's numbers, two for 14 from the floor, and he's, he's got to be right now at this point in the season. Everybody's looking at Fred, looking to Fred. Everybody's looking to Pascal to be, you know, the guys on this team, especially at this this crucial point. We haven't entered the play-in yet, but this is still playoff basketball right now for the Raptors. Obviously, they're fighting for 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 play-in seeding, so that that leadership, that intensity, has got to be there. So you know, Pascal had himself a really good game: twenty-eight points, eleven rebounds. But there just wasn't you know the bench right. Eighteen points to to Boston's thirty-three, and you look at you know Boston the way they shot, shot the ball from three. Um, it, it it was a it was you know a game where you could have expected you wanted to see a little more from the Raptors consistently over the course of the game forty eight minutes right um those the po- points and pockets where Pascal stepped up he was playing well and got his his matchups and was taking advantage of them I thought Scotty actually had himself a a pretty good game didn't have a you know a game that jumps out at, off the scoreboard at, off the score sheet for you in just eighteen points but there were some little things that he did defensively he was engaged eight rebounds five assists I thought the way he pushed the ball. Um, was 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 he did that really well? But again, you know, having two or three guys play well, or one guy play well for two minute spurts or three minute spurts, it, it's not enough with this team. It's, it's got to be com- by committing. It's the same song and dance. We've said it over and over again. We sound like a broken record. I I would hope the last two games of the season you get more of that and everybody just gets on the same page. Um, and then obviously you know Gary came in tonight and he's he's trying to figure it out. Over five, missed a couple games with with the elbow. Um, and they're trying to work him in, and you could see like he was he was playing tight. He was trying to find his shots. He was just trying to, try, just almost like he's trying to hold on to water, trying to get going. And I can understand why, because you're coming down to that crucial point of the, of the season. Obviously, Will Barton um, didn't have himself the game we saw last night. So you know a lot of variables that contributed to it. But it was great to see Precious come up and have himself a really good game: seven for eleven from the floor, sixteen points, nine rebounds. I think um, we look at. The players that were missing for Boston, you look at the guys who stepped in and started to play, it just goes to show you how important depth is and knowing the role in which you can go ahead and, you know, affect the game. And, you know, you look at Brogdon, for example, who should be technically a Raptor right now, 34 minutes, 29 points off the bench, and he stepped in and he kind of replaced Tatum. And then you look at Hauser, um, you know, uh, Blake Griffin even off the bench, and then, you know, um, Grant Williams is he's usually in the lineup, but you see just the, the contribution and, and what you get from each one of the Celtics whenever they step in. That's a very deep team. And to lose a guy like Tatum, you know, you know, I mean, you, you, you lose Horford, you know, even Peyton Pritchard, it's, it just goes to show you just how, how good you have to be at this level to go ahead and be the best team in, you know what I mean, in the Eastern Conference or, you know, one of. You need a full... 11, 12 guys that can go and do this. And, you know, Hauser probably hasn't played 
you know, I mean, 27 minutes like he did tonight. He didn't shoot the ball well, but he affected the outcome of the game. And I feel like the Raptors on the other end of that don't have enough to go ahead and do that. If Fred is not making those shots, and it's, it is at, at, at this point of the season, it is about shot making. It, it is about, you know, I mean, coming into the game and producing, regardless of injury, elbow, whatever the case is, you kind of have to, you know, you can't play 16 minutes and not score, you know, what I mean, if the Raptors are going to win. I think that second quarter. That was definitive in the loss. I think they outplayed the Celtics in the second, you know, I mean, like in the, in the entire second half. The problem was that second quarter and the fact that we don't have anybody, the Raptors don't have anybody that can just step in right away and you can find consistency. We don't have the same depth that, you know, the Celtics do. So, you know, the, all, all of those things affect the, you know, I mean, the total outcome of the game. And we see that here. They just, you know, come up a few points short. I do want to give, you know, I mean, the Raptors a lot of credit for holding a team that averages almost, you know, 120, you know, I mean, to only 97. So, you know, that's a positive that, you know, they can take into the next game, continue to defend, but offensively have to get a lot more production. Yeah, and maybe I'll work backwards here and, and just start with the positive and echo the, the precious Achua point because you, you look back at the season that he's had as turbulent as it's been, and I think just generally disappointing considering the expectations coming into his third year. He's now strung together three quality games, I think four of his last five. And even though it took him a little bit of time to, to really get into this one, he was great in the fourth quarter. But that leads to the problem that we've been discussing at length tonight and basically for the duration of the season, for the entirety of the season, is that he can't be, Precious Achua can't be 16 of your 18 points coming off the bench. We often say with the Raptors bench, like it doesn't always have to be about scoring. This isn't a bench that's that's built to come in and, and put up big numbers. But there are those nights where you can you can just sense it. They come in and impact the game with their effort and their energy. And that just wasn't the case tonight. Boucher didn't have it as great as he's been recently. Gary Trent Jr., justifiably considering the time that he missed, didn't have it. Coloco, Will Barton coming off of a really strong game. And, and you're right. Like, that's one of the many things that separate these two teams. I mean, there are a number of things that separate them. I mean, obviously, that Tatum and, and Jalen Brown guy, those guys are pretty good. But depth is a big factor. And I, I mentioned this at halftime, too, is while we can criticize the Raptors' lack of depth, and, of course, that's not on Nick Nurse, that's not on the coaches, that's the front office puts together the team, I think Nurse has to wear some of this loss tonight as well because we saw those stretches where Siakam's on the bench, Van Vliet's on the bench, Pirtle's on the bench. And to me, like those stretches were the difference in this game. Those were the runs that Boston went on where they really got some separation. I think the Raptors had trouble kind of playing catch-up after that. There's got to be a better way to stagger those minutes to the point where your best and most important offensive players aren't all on the bench at the same time, especially when you don't have a lot of guys that can prop up the offense in the way that a Siakam and Van Vliet can. Javon, what do you think of that? I, I, I couldn't have said it better. I mean, I think where there's, there's a lot of variables there. Um, and, you know, for one thing is I'm, I'm glad everybody left out out of this game healthy, right? A couple guys had gone down. Yeah. Oh. I think we would have had a completely <laughs> different conversation if we came here and one of these guys were really out. Tomorrow. But yeah, well, you know what? So let's 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 be positive there and, and wait you know, until they leave the building. Hopefully no one like trips out. Yeah. Right. But, you know, to, to Josh's point, I, I think, you know, the the depth there or or lack thereof when you're comparing to a this this Boston team is yeah, it's 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 glaring. 
Um, but I think also winning helps that, right? And the inconsistencies of the Raptors over the course of this, this season has impacted that because, like you've mentioned, there's, there's guys that have stepped up at different points. They've had success. They've played well. But it hasn't been for a, a solid stretch. So when guys come in, they're still trying to figure out what am I doing or where am I helping, how am I impacting. And on the games where you don't get out, when you don't hit those first two shots, you know, it gets a little tougher because you go to the bench, you start thinking about your own personal game. And, you know, on nights when you have it, I mean, we saw Will come in, we saw him have a good game last night, and then you come out today and it's like, you know, we thought he was back yesterday, and today it's a completely different person. Precious, um, you know, came on strong late, but, you know, where was that over the, the, the earlier parts of the season, right? So it's just, for me, it's a lot of, it, it's less about talent. Um, and more about just having that that mental grit, that mental toughness. And winning solves a lot, right? So if you can, for me, the, the key is, you know, coming down these last two here, you want to get those, right? You want to get those, and, and for the guys that are playing well, for the guys that are hot at that moment, yeah, you run with those guys. You you roll with those guys. It kind of armors your, your coach a bit more, your coaching staff a bit more in, in who to use and what to use in the playing, playing um, tournament there, uh, playing games there. But if, if you have that inconsistency and, and you don't really know, I'm, I'm a coach and I look down on my bench and I don't know what I'm going to get from my guys, it kind of handcuffs me a bit, right? So, you know, those guys have also got to make a decision for themselves that I, I'm not looking for the coach to give me confidence. I'm a hooper. I play basketball. I'm, I'm paid to play this game just like everybody on the other side. So I got to go out there and lay it on the line. I got to go out there and have a chip on my shoulder and just improve, one, myself and contribute to this team. Right. I think everybody looked over at Boston tonight and we didn't even mention Marcus Smart didn't play and that he's the heart and soul for this Boston team. So I think there was a little bit of relaxation, a little bit of in comfort in that. And we thought we probably would have walked into this game and and walked out with it. it this is this is a good club top to bottom. you got to bring this is the NBA. And now you're playing the teams, the, the two best teams in the East. Now you're going to be playing teams that are you going to a plane, you go into the playoff situation. It's dog eat dog world. I'm trying to bite off your neck. You're trying to bite off mine. And you have to have that mentality from that first tip. Yeah, you know, we're talking about slim margins. There are no margins, really, for, for here until the end of the season. You know, I, I'm stunned that Brogdon missed nine shots tonight. I don't know how that happened. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, you, you, you get into the, the inconsistencies, and here we are after game, uh, what, 80. And we're still, you know, there, there's part of me that says this team can do it, and there's another part that says, I don't know if it's going to happen tonight because you, it's just an inconsistency off the bench. You see the, what Ochoa's, Ochoa's done over the last three games, and that's impressive, but, but there are other parts that don't work, and, and it just, um, it's sort of, it's unsettling, I, I guess, Warren. What do you think of that? Uh, you said it. It's unsettling. I mean, you, you look yeah. at Precious the last three games, as you said, he played very well. He did, but you know what? Prior to that, he was kind of invisible, and, the, and that just came to, I think, the minutes. You know what I mean? And Javon kind of hit the nail on the head with that one is, listen, like, you know, when you come in the game, you're earning trust at this point in time. Nick Nurse needs to know who he can play. And unfortunately, the way basketball works sometimes is that when you score or, you know, a steal, a rebound, a key rebound at that or, you know, a key bucket. And in this case, it's usually around buckets. If if you're putting the ball in the rim, you're probably going to play. And that's that's just the reality of, you know, you know, this situation. And there hasn't been any of that consistently. So in terms of the minutes played, like, yeah, Nick Nurse is going to rest Pascal, you know what I mean, whether it's a, a good time or not, because he probably played him 14 minutes straight, you know what I mean? He plays, you know, a quarter and then some. So it, it's 
it's all it it's kind of up in the air because because there is no consistency amongst the bench and sometimes the starters. I mean, for Fred to go what you know, a one for twelve or whatever he shot from three is not it's just not going to allow the Raptors to win because now we have to find that offense, you know, someplace else. You know, and, and, and there isn't enough possessions in a game to go ahead and do that if you're taking twelve threes. So all those things combined, unfortunately, is has create you know, created a recipe for inconsistency because we don't know what we're gonna get every single night. And unfortunately we don't have the depth to go ahead and, you know, what counteract that. Even if the starters aren't scoring, well, there's six other guys on the bench that could. And Boston has that luxury and the Toronto Raptors do not. Well, the good news is we, we have some clarity in the wild Eastern Conference play and race. The bad news is it's not great clarity for the Raptors <laughs> because Atlanta also wins uh, tonight. So uh, a, a bad turn of events there at the Raptors' loss. The Hawks 134-116 to 116 win over Washington. So here we are in the Raptors, while they're not technically eliminated from the possibility of getting eighth place, I would say their chances of getting eighth are on life support. They would basically have to, not basically, they literally have to win out the rest <laughs> of the way, and they need the Hawks to lose out. They need to go 2-0, and and the Hawks would need to go 0-2. There's also a very, very unlikely scenario where uh, if they win out, the Hawks lose out, and the Heat lose out, that they would climb to 7th. But listen, if this is all confusing, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll put it simpler and just say that in all likelihood, the Raptors will be ninth. The Bulls lost today, so that means the Raptors can't finish lower than ninth. In all likelihood, they'll be ninth, host 10th place Chicago at Scotiabank Arena on Wednesday in that first play-in game, and it's a must-win. If they lose, they're out. If they win, they go on to play the loser of 7-8 on the road on Friday. So that that's what this is looking like right now. Again, not the best path that it would have been Still would be much better if the Raptors could find a way to get to eighth and have a couple chances to qualify for the playoffs. But, I mean, listen, you, you got to play with the hand that you're dealt. This is a Raptors season that has been up against it all year long. And, yeah, I mean, if they're going to turn this season around, salvage this lost season, they're going to have to earn it here. Listen, Tapman and Warren, I got. I know Josh was running some numbers over here. Doing, <laughs> doing a what, listen, what I got from I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I got from that. I'll tell you what I got from that. This is the end of the season. Win. There's no excuses. When that yeah. ball goes up, there's 48 minutes. Who yeah. play win. basketball and everybody yeah. just win out, win out, win. And do yeah, what you're supposed to it. take care, control what you can control, and it's a simple game. Win out, and you get into playoffs, and it's a different type. That's a completely different season. Now and even when about, you get there, you got to keep winning. You got to keep winning. <laughs> That's so the there's, there's nothing more to think of. There's nothing more to do than just go out and play basketball. And more importantly, have fun doing it, right? We're not solving world, world issues. We are playing basketball. We're playing a game, right? So you go out, have fun, play intense. Your only job right now is to play intense, leave the responsibility of the schemes and the tactics to the coaches. You go out there and ex- execute, play hard. You've done what you're supposed to do. Well, it, you know, they're, they're capable, right? I mean, I think we all agree they, they can do it. It's just, will it happen? And that's, that's yeah, and, 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 you know, that's the million-dollar question. I mean, will it, you know, will it happen? And that comes down to, your, you know, your habits. We have a habit of, of, you know, Toronto playing well for, you know, one game, two games, you know what I mean, three quarters out of four. But we, the Raptors haven't been able to, you know, we'll string that together for, you know, four games. And, and you know, what we'll string that together for, you know, what, four quarters. We haven't been able to do that. So if the Raptors can't find a way to, to do that, and now is the time. Like, you don't 
you don't, you know what? We're 40 and 40. Raptors are 40 and 40. That's fine. But you need to find a way now to go ahead and create that consistency. And, and that, that could literally just mean one end of the floor. If you're, if you're going to defend well, then do that for four quarters. But if you're going to score, then continue to do so. We can't, they can't have quarters where they score 16 points and expect to beat a Celtics team or the Bucks at that matter. Yeah, I, I think the danger there is for, for opposing teams is that the ceiling of this team is, is sky high. Right, I think we're all aware that the floor is high, but nobody really knows the ceiling that this team can reach. And we've seen pockets, we've seen points in the, in, in, over this season where they've played some really good basketball, and when they do, they not only compete, but they can beat the best of them. Right? So I, if I'm you know, Boston, if I'm Milwaukee, if I'm you know, some Philly or some of those t- teams at the top of the East, I still don't want to see the Toronto Raptors because of it. Yeah, we can speak about the inconsistencies, but... The, the, that possibility that they can be playing their best basketball against you in you know, a playoff situation where their backs are against the wall, everybody's black, backs against the wall, and you, just, you have to win or you go home, you know, that, that would fear me because they have the tools to do it, they have the bodies to do it, and they have, you know, we speak about this length. We, they have length and versatility at a number of positions defensively, which, which makes you that much dif- more difficult to play against. And when they're playing defense, they're running up and down the court and turning this into a trap meet, and they're flustering you with their activity. They are a really tough team. They are a really hard team to, to play against, and more importantly, they're a hard team to scout because, like we've seen over the last month, we've had a number of guys lead the team and score, and we've had a number of guys step up and play some really good basketball, do a number of different things. And it's like, okay, if you're an opposing team, where, where am I focusing on a scouting report tonight? Right. So they do pose some problems. That's what makes them so frustrating because – they're like a puzzle, and the pieces don't fully fit together, right? And, like, sometimes it's really close. Sometimes you have, like, a, a near a 99% completed puzzle. It's just that one piece that's missing, or you've got three pieces that just don't quite fit anywhere. And, yeah, I mean, you, you've got – there, there are pieces here. Like, the, there is the semblance of a team that not only theoretically could – cause problems but we've seen it before and that's maybe the hardest part of it is like this isn't that different than the team that won 48 games a year ago the team that went into this season with all of the promise in the world if anything it should be better now that they've added Jakob Pertl and listen they have been better since the trade but even still and tonight is a great example of it you just get a night where it's like okay well here's a great opportunity not an easy win by any means, but a great opportunity to, to build off of a couple of wins and, and to maybe beat a team that's missing some of their key guys, but it, it just doesn't all come together in the way that you want it to. So we're running out of ways to, to say it, and certainly the Raptors are running out of time. Exactly. The Raptors exactly. are running out of time to give us a new way to say it. I was just about to say, I, I Josh, you can't, you can't articulate this any much more than we already have. We've been through 80 games. We done said it a million ways. We got two more. <laughs> are you saying it's a riddle wrapped in a mystery inside an enigma? Something like that. Is that what you're saying? Something, Something like, like that, exactly. Javon, uh, just because Jonesy's car is probably warmed up by now, yeah. I agree with you. April is the best time of the year for sports. Perfect. I knew I liked you, Taddy. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. All right, Javon. Thanks right. for hanging around. Appreciate it. All right. Likewise. C- Celtics win 97-93. This is Raptors game night, the postgame show on TSN 1050.
Raptors game night. Celtics win at 97-93. First of two with the Raptors in Boston this week. And if you're looking at three-point shooting, look away from this game. Combined 17-71. The Celtics were 11-38. The Raptors were 6-33. of Ouch. Nick Nurse on the threes not falling. I think that we certainly had a whole bunch of them that were that were pretty open, especially in the first half. I thought maybe there was a you know one or two shot clockers, or I remember one pretty heavily contested that OG took. But there was a whole bunch of the 18 threes in the first half. I think you know were pretty pretty wide open. So uh, we shot like it was a back to back a little bit. Both teams did there for a while. Well, he jammed his thumb pretty bad, right? It was his left hand. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to him about if that was affecting him or not. Yeah, we played pretty hard. You know, I thought we played pretty hard and pretty physical and... Um, you know, they, they did a good job of continuing to do what they do. And I thought and it was kind of you know, like, like I thought they made a whole bunch of tough ones that, you know, they weren't they weren't like long distance shot, you know, eight, ten footers that bounced around and went in. And I thought, man, some of those got to start bouncing out. And they did. Right. They still we started kind of even getting them a little further away on some of those and, and holding our ground a little better, not letting them get all the way to the rim and things like that. And. And um, we certainly played good enough defense to win the game, especially in the second half. We just didn't capitalize on enough of it. And we had, you know, geez, the in and out score was eight, eighteen to two tonight. They had a bunch, of eight, they had a bunch of them go in and go back in, and we had a bunch of them pop out on the in and out score. So it didn't bounce our way. The, um, I kind of touched on this before the game, but you know, they're missing a bunch of key guys. But yep. they can put the ball in Brogdon's hands. And, yep. Well, he's an all-star, right? He's an all-star and a, and a and a really good player. Everybody everybody knows that, and he certainly um, gave us a tough time in the first half. Um, you know, he, he certainly hit a huge three too. I thought there in the fourth, coming off, we just I think we just might have just tied it, and he came off a high ball screen and, and nailed nailed a three. So yeah, I'm um, listen. Um, probably more importantly, you know, they got. You know, Mike Muscala out there hit a huge corner three two, right? With kind of the game in balance as well. So they got some, you got a, you know a bunch of guys that can step out and and take shots and and hit them. Yeah, he just really had it going, um, you know, just kind of all the way around. You know, he had one of his uh, energetic-type games. Um, he made some really good switches. He was protecting the rim. He was – I don't know how many rebounds he ended up to, but he, w he was active. He had nine boards. I mean, he was active on the glass. And, uh, and you know, he was, he was pretty decisive at the offensive end. I thought um, he made some, made some good, good decisions down there. Um, especially the second half. Nick Nurse postgame. You know, if you throw out Brogdon's four of six from outside and Muscala's three of five, I mean, they're, they're, they're subpar uh, shooting from the outside, but, but you can't throw them up because they were, they were pretty darn good, those two guys. But I like what he said about the, the injuries. I mean, Freddie really did jam that uh, left thumb. Yeah, he did. Uh, there was also Barnes and, and Achua took hits in the first half, and we'll see tomorrow. I mean, the problem with the Raptors is they're, they're just going to run out of time. They don't really have any time to rehab anybody, and if they lose anybody, it's a significant loss, isn't it? 
Uh, you said it. Significant loss. I mean, if they lose anyone at this point in time, it's definitely going to hurt the chances of the Raptors winning. And then, you know, what going into the play-in and playoffs is going to be even more difficult. But, um, you know, I think Nick Nurse brought up a pretty good point when he talked about the ins and outs. And I think that that, that just comes yeah. down to luck. But I think your luck is created by your habits. And unfortunately, the Raptors' habits of being inconsistent leads to them not getting lucky the same way a team like Boston did today with those 18-2 to two in, you know, ins and outs. And I'm glad that, you know, they, they, they actually chart all these things. And, um, you know, I think another thing you said was that they played good enough defense. And I agree. I think the second half was phenomenal. Just the, the second quarter is when it's like they... They become a G League team, and they just they turn off for a few seconds, and then next you know teams go on a run, and now we're you know I mean now they're playing catch up. So um, you know, in order to create good looks as they did and just miss, that's unlucky. You know, eighteen to two, you know, ins and outs, unlucky, and and unfortunately the the lack of consistency I feel like has has created that sort of um, consistent unluckiness. Yeah, I mean, there's no question that defense was an issue in the first half. We talked about it at halftime, but I think if you look at the game in totality, like you hold a team to 97 points in today's oh, yeah. NBA, nine times out of 10, you're going to be looking at a win. But I mean, it's tough to win a game where you're shooting, again, in the modern NBA, where you're shooting six for 33 from beyond the arc. And we talked about this too, is like, because the Raptors only have a few high volume reliable three-point shooters, you're relying on those guys. And when those guys aren't hitting, you're going to have a tough time. And that's basically the story of the first half of the season for the Raptors because as great as OG Ananobi was over those first few months of the season, like it wasn't until recently that he caught fire from beyond the arc. Up until like maybe a month, a month and a half ago, he was shooting... 34 percent 33-34% from beyond the arc which is fine but it's nowhere close to where OG normally is and obviously goes without saying Fred Van Vliet was not himself over the first half of the season for whatever reason and yeah those guys couldn't shoot the ball the Raptors were not winning very many games but I don't think it's a coincidence to say that OG heats up Fred heats up and all of a sudden over the last few months the Raptors are playing much better they're scoring much more but then tonight Fred Van Vliet, one for 12. OG Ananobi, two for eight. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Warren. I, definitely, there, there's some bad luck to it. But I also just think, like, it, it goes back to the margin of error when you look at these two teams. And this kind of goes back to the depth conversation where if you're a team like Boston, this is what makes them so good, is you could subtract a literal all-NBA talent and a defensive player of the year from that lineup. And they're like, all right, ho-hum, here we go. Malcolm Brogdon step on up and and you know Jalen Brown and Robert Williams and just go down the list like they've got guys that can go out there and win you games or as the Raptors we've seen it all year long you subtract multiple guys you even subtract one guy and it's trouble and even with a, a full lineup today if you subtract guys just based on the virtue of, of not playing well, not even just like being out of the lineup. If just like guys aren't clicking on all cylinders, aren't hitting their shots, aren't playing well, you've got to be pretty close to perfect in just about every other area in order to win games. And obviously the Raptors were pretty far from perfect tonight. 
Well said. Uh, guys, I, I'm going to be really generous here. You should take the rest of the night off. Yeah, I appreciate that. We'll take man. it. <laughs> okay. 97-93 was the final score for Boston, and we'll find out Friday night. A lot of times after a Raptors game, you'd like to say to yourself, if we replayed the game, what would the difference be? And, and we'll find that out Friday when they yep. resume again. They've got Friday in Boston and, and Sunday at home to Milwaukee where we'll gather again and, and get to see each other face-to-face. So, guys, uh, thanks very much. This is Raptors game night on TSN. 10.50.